Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings. I'm your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Brian McKinney, Sal Spice, and Ron Sox, our usual lineup, our usual panel. And the Vikings were victorious on Thanksgiving night against Bill Belichick in New England Patriots and a very productive Mac Jones. But the Vikings won 33-26, sending their record to 9-2 within a tasting distance of the NFC North title for the first time since 2017 and a number two seed tem- temporarily, anyhow, um, right below the Philadelphia Eagles. So we want to go through the uh, Patriots victory, get Bryant's take, Sally's take, and some of Ron's thoughts. And then on Wednesday, we'll get into Jets week. Foremost, though, bet online. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. But make sure you use our promo code, pretty simple, B-L-E-A-V, believe, B-L-E-A-V, to receive those rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in Vikings. Minnesota was triumphant on Thanksgiving over New England Patriots 33-26 in another playoff-style thriller. This team cannot win unless it is a nail-biting playoff-type scenario, and I just can't figure it out. But that's what we're going to tackle tonight, go through some reactions, our temperature on the team, some surprises. Ron, I'll start with you. I want a generalized reaction. I know it's a few days in the rear view, but we had a holiday to get through. Tell me your reaction to the Vikings win over the Patriots. Well, you know, they keep finding these ways to pull things out at the end or just completely get, you know, it runs away from them. So, um, you know, if there's ever a season that you can build that that chemistry and confidence and camaraderie, um, you know, to make it through the playoffs, you know, why not be this year when it seems, at least on the NFC side, pretty open. Um, but no, good for them for finding a way, um, you know, there's areas where obviously need to be short up um having the 31st is it pass defense um or giving up all these yards like that's one thing but when when it's on the line you know like the play by patrick peterson and the on the sidelines little things to keep him in bounds keep the clock moving um they're doing all the right things when it matters most and that's all you can really ask of this team getting contributions from the special team whether it being um the, the kick return from Kane or you know Jalen Naylor making that hell of a tackle um you know to pin them deep so um all these little things I think are going to continue to build um you know they're going to build that toughness um and hopefully they can finish off these last few games um you know on a high note as well 
Sally, you had a successful tailgate in the cold. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> I did. I'm I'm really happy with how it went. Yeah. Oh, it was downright toasty in that tent. I love. I know. I was oh, there. Thursday wasn't as cold though. Well, but she had to be prepared for it in case it was like you know windy and all that. But you went oh, that. Yeah. You went that it tent. Was, and it was like a sauna. It wasn't as yeah. On Sunday when you were there, Ron, it it was obviously warm in there, but it was like hot it was like an inferno in there on thursday <laughs> thursday yeah, excuse like me. i couldn't hang out in there <laughs> yeah, until was- after the game i was there till 1 45 in the morning oh so. wow okay <laughs> yeah you kind of oh, celebrating the, the parking you lot i'm gonna go in there just to warm up and then you go back out till i think it was about 30 degrees um that was the goal of it well sally your, rea- your reaction to thanksgiving vikings football I mean, I feel like you guys would get on here and say the same thing every week. Um, we didn't have a show last week where I could have started with a different reaction. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what Ron said. Uh, they keep finding ways to win. I didn't feel um, too strongly that it was necessarily going to happen that game because the defense was just getting chewed apart. It didn't seem like they could stop anything. So I didn't necessarily have much faith that they were going to get it together towards the end, but they did. Um, like you said, special teams um, stepped up. I think that definitely helped them a lot because I don't know if they were going to get a touchdown at that time otherwise. And they definitely needed those seven points. So I, yeah, great, great to get a win. I feel like I've lost some confidence in them. Um, obviously with the Cowboys game, I definitely did, but I would have liked to see them bounce back a little stronger than they did on Thursday. But regardless, they won. And you're right, Ron. I mean, in the NFC, you don't have to be perfect. So I think the 37 point loss to Dallas, which we conveniently didn't do a show about, it, it really kind of cheapened their record, not because they lost, but because they got their asses beat at home. I think that dampened everybody's enthusiasm, and they they had a much-needed bounce-back victory over Mr. Belichick. Bryant, your reaction to the Vikings win on Thanksgiving? I'm um, glad, glad we didn't have to wait a full week for this bounce-back. <laughs> it was only a couple of days because of, you know, after that Dallas game, which I, I'm pretty sure nobody expected for it to um, be that bad of a score. Um, it was good to be able to kind of get that, you know, off your chest, you know, off your shoulders or whatever, and play right again, like four more days and just, and, and get a win. So that, that was great. My, uh, generalized reaction is, so we've seen the team lose twice decisively and way mm-hmm. back in September, they won one time decisively against who we'd want them to beat decisively. But I think, um, in every, like when the, even this game was tight. I didn't foresee the Hunter Henry thing happening and the call overturned, but I knew we've seen this so many times that for whatever reason, Donatel going to say, go ahead. All right, guys, now we can play defense. I knew that was going to happen. And once they snagged the momentum from the overturned review, I just said, all right, we're going to win because they keep showing us every win they have outside of the Packers win is exactly the same. They start hot in the first quarter, first drive, go to sleep for about an hour and a half of real time. And then it's the fourth quarter. And you should have a little bit of confidence that says until they show me otherwise, they're going to come back and win. I have. I'm not used to this. No idea why it's why it is always this way. Um, I'll we'll jump right into the surprises. My first surprise was the ease at which Mac Jones could just do his thing. I don't think it would matter if Tom Brady was still the quarterback of the Patriots. That game would have been exactly the same. Mac Jones had 382 yards passing. Brady's kind of a kind of a diminished shell of himself at age 45. And I kept thinking, like, this guy looks great. 
Smack Jones, because this, this is what I would expect if Brady was the QB1 of these Patriots. So uh, it is uh, kind of an indictment of the Vikings' 32nd ranked passing defense per yards allowed, where they're evidently content with just letting completions galore, and then that fourth quarter defense shows the hell up. I do not get it. Sally, one of your surprises from Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Well, I guess now that you mentioned it, I forgot about this, that the touchdown was overturned. <laughs> I I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on that, but I was pretty surprised. And that was definitely a momentum game changer um, for sure. I felt like Adam Thielen had a great game. Um, not that he's played poorly or anything, but it seemed like he was more of a target than he has been. And gosh, I don't know what other surprises I have. I mean, just great to beat Belichick. I mean, it has been so long, right? So... 22 years. Um, 22? I, yeah. Mr. Oh, Brady, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> Mr. Brady and Belichick. 22 years? Since, since, really? Yep. Uh, the last time the Vikings beat him was 2000, and Brady plus Belichick together were 5-0 and against the Vikings. Yeah. Um, I was think- it eight, eight years ago when – it must have been eight years ago when they played at the TCF Bank, and it was, I think, Norv's first game as an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and there was that uh, – Matt Asiata was was starter because uh, Adrian, um, you know, was suspended at that point. But uh, that Guess was who else was a starter? Was it Castle? Matt Castle. Yep, yep. <laughs> I remember I was at that game, and uh, I remember the Asiata um, touchdown, and uh, then uh, Pete Bursich on the radio um, saying, "This is what a sophisticated Norv, Tur- Norv Turner offense looks like," and <laughs> PA yelling Norv in the background. So, or I guess foreground, but. On the uh, Sally on the Hunter Henry thing. Um, so I think it's very evident that when when the ball comes down to the goal line, that it indeed hits the ground and there's this little twist, this little bobble. So I, I, I've tried to understand, like, how can folks not see that? I think the uh, perception is from Patriots fans is that he had possession of the ball cross the goal line. And that's end of story. I think that's where the debate is, because unless you're like a, QAnon person like it once it hits the ground and and bobbles that indicates that it hits the ground so I think the whole debate is whether or not the ball went over the goal line and Henry had possession neither here nor there it's it's decided but I think that must be it but the difference is which I didn't understand until this is a runner can have it cross the plane and then fumble it and it's still a touchdown correct but a pass a receiver has to maintain possession to the ground right uh-huh. even if it crosses yeah. the plane yep like yeah okay. as long as you, you you like once it touches the nose of the goal line if you if you're the ball carrier you can fumble it after that and it's touchdown right. but yeah like i think to dustin's point like this ball um because i rewatched the game today at work so um <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah my office has a tv what am i gonna do <laughs> um but uh so like in the catch, because I remember when I watched it live, like I couldn't believe that even uh, Gene Steratore and everyone was saying like this will be ruled an incomplete. Um, but you, I saw it today because you can see the black gloves that Henry had um, when he goes to the ground. The nose of the ball does hit the ground while his hand may have been under it. I think if the ball didn't move and it touched the ground, I think it's a catch. But because the ball did move and because it was the ground that caused it to move, he needed to then or possess the ball. So um, I think that then takes away the, again, what Dustin you're referring to, whereas the ball never really looked like it touched the ground when he rolled over. Mm-hmm. So 
maybe if it was a catch, it would have been down either way, fourth down, you know, at the inch line. But I think the video, at least I Saturday, it looked like it clearly did hit the ground and they got a call right. It was weird, the dynamic. So uh, maybe Sally can attest to this. In At US Bank Stadium, we don't have the benefit of the replay team saying, oh, yeah, this looks like an completion. So we're just, you know, cynical ass saying, oh, God, this is going to stand. Right. And, yeah. So we're thinking that. Meanwhile, watching on TV, it sounds like the narrative, oh, no, this is going to be incompletion. And then I get home and it's this big crime about how the refs blew this call. And even Belichick's like, talk to the go talk to the NFL about it. And so it was like this three pronged thing of like controversy. So, uh, Ron, which one of your uh, surprises from the game? Well, you know, my surprise, I guess, and this is a kudos to Kevin O'Connell is, um, you know, the the way the offense has been moving the ball and there's a lot let's be honest there's a lot of mouths to feed you know between dalvin jj um and you know Thielen and hawkinson really that that main group um he continues to find ways to keep them all involved and you know the 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 Thielen touchdown is a perfect example where it's we know that the eyes are going to go towards JJ and then get on the broadcast three defenders as he's crossing. <laughs> they're all going towards him. He's getting that mock treatment and it leaves stealing. Uh, I wouldn't say he was really open. He was open, but Kirk made a great pass. They all made a great catch back in the end zone. Um, but just the way that all these guys are being able to be involved and they're sticking with the running game, which obviously while ineffective at, at points, it sets up the play action, which is what, you know, there's not many better than Kirk in a play action when he has time. So um, that would be my surprise is how they're all blending well together um, and they're all feeding off each other. Um, you know, Hawkinson's opening it up for JJ. JJ's obviously doing his thing. And I think we were running out of superlatives to talk about that kid because <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's something else. I just remembered Hawkinson's whole family came to the tailgate afterwards. What? Yeah, I just forgot all about that. Like his mom, dad, <laughs> his brothers, really, uh, his sister-in-law, everyone was there. And they're all nice. from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. No <laughs> they pictures. They were talking to. I didn't take any pictures. I don't know. You know, I don't like to. I just, I didn't even, I just acted like I didn't even know who they were, but I knew who they were. Obviously. <laughs> I wonder if they'll be listening. <laughs> I mean, I was nice to them, of course, I, but I'm not going to be like, oh my God, hey, you know, but I did. Yeah. I mean, obviously I knew it was them and other people said that kind of stuff to them, but I didn't. Mm, okay. I just made sure they weren't thirsty, pretty much. You didn't quick turn your uh, Kurt candle into a, into a hot candle <laughs> or anything. <laughs> no, no, not- I didn't. Not yet. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, he Bryant, doesn't need the help. He doesn't need the prayers. He's fine. Oh, yeah. He's acclimated so fast. Uh, Bryant, <laughs> on a national holiday, primetime, Vikings get the W. One of the, do you have a surprise for the group? I have a surprise. A surprise. Like something that surprised you from the game. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's not, like a, not like a uh, B-Mac uh, wedding or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like a surprise coming. <laughs> I knew that they would be eager to kind of, you know, shake that, that loss off. And, um, you know, they were back home again. So I wasn't really surprised, like, um, of how they end up finding a way to win the game. I just I just knew that. I know that feeling of even if I don't play well in tennis or anything, it's like I want to get back out there again and kind of like. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, prove myself or play better and everything. I'm, I'm waiting for Darisol to come back, though, because I see the left tackle is having a little trouble um, over there. So I can't wait for him to come back. And, um, you know, I was there the other week at the practice, and he came up to me, and he was trying to exchange numbers, but he didn't have his phone. But we exchanged numbers. Actually, we just DM'd each other. We followed each other. Now, I guess we weren't ever following each other, but he came up to me at practice and we and we spoke then. Um, I just can't wait to see him get back out on the field because he is actually a difference maker in the offensive line. Um, the other guy's filling in is doing a pretty good job, but you can still just tell that he's There's a difference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, I do have a question as far as like – so. I, uh, I don't know how many Thanksgiving Day games you've played in your career or whatnot, but I know you've been a part of games where it was deci- decisively w- single-handedly, and you've been on the other side of that as well as being on the right side of that. Now, is it because we played on, on a short week getting back at it on Thursday? As a player, when you do have those games where you just get your ass kicked, like, do you want to get back right away as soon as possible, or do you want that full week to just – no, yeah, you want to get back right away. <laughs> <laughs> you you play the next day if they let you. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and play and get that just get that feeling off of you. So I'm pretty sure they were eager. And then I, I can see it was a close game, but it kind of was like a a, a, like a blowout. So it was like you wanted them to get that that conversation going. So it's not a full week of it. It's let's get to it. And then now we'll have a couple extra days off, you know, because we're playing on a Thursday night as well. So you can rest and recover then. But, yeah. By my initial count here, Brian, it doesn't look like you ever played on Thanksgiving. Does that ring a bell? Uh, just once with the Vikings. We played um, the 49ers the year before the Super Bowl on Thanksgiving Day. So as a Raven, I have, but not as a Viking. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, nice. yeah. Because when did they start Thursday night football on Thanksgiving? I feel like that For was only like 10 game. years ago. Yeah, that was, I think it was the year before the butt fumble. You've mentioned it before, right? But I, I'm pretty <laughs> maybe I'm confused. I'm sorry. That was never mind. Sorry. That makes sense though. That if, wasn't uh, you. So that might have been my the other co-host. <laughs> that Brian, that game you're talking about against the Niners, that might have been the inaugural Thursday night no, football no, I'm, I'm on wrong. Thanksgiving Day game. I'm wrong. It started in 2006. Okay, yeah. Jeez. I, I, I knew there were Thanksgiving games prior to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2011, um, it was a Thursday night game we had against the 49ers. Oh. Hey, now, did us. you play in a lot of Thursday? Or I mean, because every team played one a year at that point. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of them that you recall? Um, like where, you know, whether it's just a short week or whatever, like how does that change yeah, your mental I'm, and physical uh, preparation year, for that? Um, my last year at the Dolphins, my first game was against the Patriots, and then we had to turn around and we had a Thursday night game uh, against uh, Cincinnati. And um, you don't have a day off; you just go in, and everything is is not as physical, though. So you you know you practice, but everything's more kind of mental, and you're kind of just um, going through the plays that way. But it's not like prior to practices and things like that. It's, everything's more like physical because people are still healing from Sunday, so. Ron, we are 9-2 and two for the first time since 2017, and we're taking on Mike White's Jets, who are a lot, if you look at the breakdown without Belichick, they're very similar 
to the Patriots. They're pretty damn good on defense. Usually the offense is kind of hit and miss, and they generally do everything besides offense pretty darn well. What is your temperature on the Vikings going forward in general? Because we'll talk more about the Jets on Wednesday night. I mean, I think going forward, I mean, it's tough to sit here as a fan and look at the schedule that they're coming up with and to not be optimistic about the future. Um, but again, I know it's the NFL. Anything can happen. Um, I don't see a 40 to three game, um, but you know, us being on the wrong end of that the rest of the way, I don't think any of the teams are good enough to put 40 on us like that. Um, but um, I'm not going to say that we're going to go undefeated because again, look at the Tampa Bay loss to Jacoby Brissett and, uh, and uh, the Browns yesterday. So um, anything can happen. We'll see how it goes. Um, but man, looking at the schedule, and it's hard to not salivate at it. So we'll see. But um, you know, the the national media got their game that they wanted last. The, you know, last week against the Cowboys, they wanted to see the Vikings fall and falter hard, which they did. Um, there's no denying that. Um, but now, you know, if they lose to a Mike White quarterback team, you know, the like those type that conversation will come back up um of them being fraud somehow whatever um but hey we're nine and two um you know we could have the division wrapped up if we take care of business on sunday so um but yeah we'll we'll talk about playoff seating down the road and we, we can talk about the jets matchup uh you know in a couple of days my temperature ron is that they are nine and two for a reason so it would be foolish to wonder if they're fraudulent <clears throat> however it's weird for somebody like me who looks at the numbers way more than a normal person does and probably shouldn't as much as i do they the vikings don't do anything great <laughs> it's like everything is either middle of the league uh, i mean besides like daniel hunter and zadaria smith getting pressure those two individual players Offense, defense, special teams, they, nothing is like top five in the league, if if, if even top 10. The only thing they do well is win. Missing <laughs> extra points. They do that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I didn't even realize that happened. Yeah, he's, he's missed five now. Because uh, every no one reacted like it did. So I don't, I don't think the surprise is there anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird to say. It's the, That's crazy, like, the extra point to it then. He's more. It seems like the like the fans and team is more confident in him going for three than with one. Like it's a mental game at this point, and I just don't get it. I think the only saving grace I have there, based going back to numbers, is that he's missed so many field goals from fifty plus and so many extra points that the law of averages, if he's a decent kicker, means he's about to go on a roll. <laughs> he's not about he's going to miss or he's going to make every extra point for the next two years, and he's due to hit about five fifty yarders in a row. If he's indeed a decent kicker, which we thought he was, you know, post week two last year. Can you imagine, like, just if you're a fan in a, in a playoff situation and you're watching and he has to kick a field oh, goal? Oh, I know. There's like, we, we would again, already we be have, paranoid if he was good. We, we could, if we, if we were to trade for Justin Tucker tomorrow, and I, no, obviously we can't make trades, so whatever. But um, if you, if we had him and we were lining him up for a 37 yard field goal to end the game, there is not a Vikings fan that doesn't have PTSD <laughs> for all the kickers that have done us wrong. Um, that would be like Longwell is the only one where we could ever have that confidence. So, Brian, you're lucky to be on that, on those teams with them. But man, the uh, Gary Anderson, uh, the Blair Walsh, like those, the ones on the other sides of your career. Um, it, it got bad and in a, in an awful way. Yeah. It's every, in my, I guess, fandom lifetime since 1996, every single one of them outside of Longwell, you just, you hope for the best, but you know, something goofy is going to happen. 
Uh, so yeah, my temperature is of course optimistic. Uh, I'm just waiting for, I'm, I have this utopian vision where they're going to come more complete in December and we shall see if that starts on Sunday. Sally temperature on the team. Like I said, um, it, I took a little dip in my confidence um, the last two weeks. I really would have just liked to see them play um, better against Mac Jones to to get back to where I was before the Cowboys game. But, um, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. After this week, I don't think there is uh, too much challenging on the schedule. We talked a minute ago about the Monday night football game before we started recording. The only reason that that was disappointing to me um, is that now the Vikings probably aren't going to get flexed to Saturday. So yeah. that's disappointing because obviously um, Indianapolis is definitely going to be irrelevant by then. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I still feel great about the season as a whole. It would be really nice if they could catch up to the Eagles, but uh, <laughs> I need to stop thinking that far ahead just for sanity's sake. Yeah. We either needed to beat Dallas or have a green Bay beat Philadelphia for that home field throughout pipe dream to be reality it can still happen but then you're talking about the reality of vikings needing to go about 15 and 2 and i just don't know if they're quite that good all right the Brian, other side it, of it yep. too i know like we you know kind of danced or well i, I brought up uh, like that the media thinks that we're a fraudulent team regardless but i'd rather be nine and two and looked at as a fraudulent team than to be you know where the packers are at four and eight and for them to be wondering what's going wrong why aren't they the packers so um, yeah, I'd much rather be on this side of things. And also without the expectations, um, of, you know, a 15 and one season, like 98. But or, you know, what's crazy to me is it seemed like the nine and two team still isn't good enough. Like <laughs> it, it's not, believe like, it or not when none of us would expect it, us to be even mm. in this position, no. but it's like, we're here and it still seems like, but it's not good enough. There's still, <laughs> so it's something to make them nine and two. Right. You don't just wake up and be nine and two. There's right. something to take a place. Even though they are like in the middle, you said on, on all the categories, they're just mid everything, but it's something that's taking place. I don't know what it is, but I don't it's know. There, the, the big the big names step up when it matters. Like, you know, for at least through the nine wins, um, there isn't any one of those nine wins where you look at and say that JJ wasn't a part of that, or you know, that Kirk wasn't throwing dimes at a certain point in the game, or you know, Patrick Peterson, give him his his props too on the other side, making big plays. So um while they may not be able to put it together for a full 60 minutes, um the, the big names are doing it when it when it matters. And you know, I'll take that all day long. You know what's funny, Ron? Um there was a stat perhaps you guys remember that I tweeted and I was I was hesitant to tweet it way back in January because it felt like uh like a PA Homer tweet, but I swear to God, I tweeted if you subtracted the touchdowns the Vikings allowed in the final two minutes or four minutes of halves, they would be 13 and four for the season. <laughs> I feel like that tweet just came to life. It was yeah, like, exactly. that's precisely what's happened is they, they got a, a system or a coach that said, we're not doing that bullshit where we surrender automatic touchdowns down the stretch, you know, final two minutes or four minutes, whatever it was. Um, because it seems because by the metrics, they're really not jumping off the page, um, kind of like the twenty or twenty twenty or twenty twenty one team did. But again, to Brian's point, nine and two cannot be. You can't get there on accident. And so mm-hmm. we shall see if they finally hit a stride like a Super Bowl contending team would, um, because their schedule really isn't too daunting comparatively. Um, all these matchups will be tough. I get it, and the Vikings will find a way to make every single one of them a one score game. But you could have a significantly more scary schedule, um, especially for the teams, other teams' wins and losses. 
The other part of that too is, and I don't know if it's just how the games have been playing out to this point, but like also not allowing those points at the end of like mainly the first half, let's say they get like the points going into half. They're not committing dumb penalties. Like at, like there's penalties, obviously that's going to happen, but they're not doing dumb things like repeatedly. Like it happens from time to time, but how many times in the past would, would there be a third and three and you'd worry about someone you know, Everson Griffin was great at what he did, but there were times when he tried to anticipate the snap and he'd jump off sides or something like that would happen or someone on the back end would get too handsy and you give him um, a penalty like that. And th- we just, we've played, we've been a smart team. It seems, um, you know, you're getting procedural penalty, penalties from time to time, but when the gameplay is going on, they seem to be playing a pretty clean game. Yeah, and I think the turnovers, um, they rank third in turnover differential. So I think that has a a huge part of it that even though they let up just oodles of yards, that they force those turnovers. I wouldn't want to imagine a team that like this that didn't force turnovers because it would be pretty much like like last year or the year before it. I think they are they rank about ninth in fewest penalties. So they're doing those little things right. All right, gang, let's do Wednesday night preview the Jets. And we're going to recap Bryant's trip on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, Bryant, have your A game on. Beat your storytelling game. I need to hear about all of his antics. Andy met Kirk and hung out with him and all that. We got to hear about it. That's a perfect teaser. So Wednesday, we'll start the show off with that. All right, Bryant? All right, cool. All right. You guys have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you in 48 hours. All right. All right. Skull, baby. Good one. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.